Can you hear me? I was on mute. That's a great start. Oh, <laughs> I was very worried that my headphones were completely packed up at the start of this. So this that was a that had been a cracking start. That is an excellent way to start a live podcast, isn't it? When there's no it's, it's a Friday morning. No one wants to do anything. <laughs> Friday morning. I was out for a few drinks last night. It's clearly only going to go uphill from here. So let's <laughs> try that again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two, episode thirty-nine of the Big at the Back podcast. Matt, how are you? Better than you, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, like I say, it's Friday morning. It's been a. I just feel like the weeks are flying by at the moment. So like you blink and then another week's done. And like we fucked up. Well, I fucked up with the podcast this week because I went out and got drunk on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> and then you're in the office. And yeah, so it's a late one. So we thought we'd go live and um, make it a little bit different. So I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah. Uh, if you'd have asked me about eight hours ago, nine hours ago, I'd have been very, very drunk as well. So all good. I, I think I'm struggling a little bit here for it. But we have had a very, very fun week on Fantasy Premier League. Your man, the Callum The Truth Wilson, seems to have gone off and gone wild. Yeah, it's very good to make a transfer that pays off for once. Uh, it's been few and far between this season. Obviously, the only slight disappointment was that I didn't put the armband on him, but you can't win them all. It's not as though I had a dud of a captain this week. But yeah, three goals and an assist across um, two games. Can't really say much fairer than that, can you? No, you can't. And we're going to dig into our performances in a little bit. But we thought we've only got two game weeks left. We're going to start by doing something that I would consider fun. Matt, uh, I'm not I sure. would disagree. So we're going to start by... <laughs> Having a little quiz for Mr. Matthew Higgins. Da -da 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 -da. Matt, are you excited? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> what is the opposite of excitement? Dread? I, I guess boredom, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I, I, that, maybe that's not the right word there, but dread, I think, is, is, is more accurate. Hmm. Well, look, it's going to be a pretty easy quiz. Multiple choice. Don't say that because that was going to make it even worse when I get none right. It's going to be really easy. An idiot could get 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be 10 questions. I'm going to give you player A and player B. And each time you're going to have to tell me who has got more fantasy football points or fantasy Premier League points so far this season. So player A or player B. Now, I put this together on... Tuesday before the Newcastle Brighton game. So when we were meant to do the podcast, remember that? No, so, don't, don't recall. <laughs> so this is as of Tuesday. Uh, so any Newcastle and Brighton players, be aware of that. It's missing that last game. Okay. So are you ready, Matt? As ready as I'll ever be. Awesome. So question one, who has more points on FPL this year? Matoma or Barnes? Oh, I, I feel like that's a softball to set me up, but like, how could Matoma have possibly had fewer points than Barnes? I know Barnes has been all right, but like the first half of the season was a little bit better and probably got more in the first half of the season than Matoma, but Matoma really kicked on post World Cup. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Matoma. It's a good answer because Matoma has 128 points. 
But it's not the right answer because Barnes has 130. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. I know. And what makes that even more jammy is that I think Matoma now has 131. Um, well, what would he have got? Didn't he get three yesterday? Oh, no, he would have got two. So he they would be on even points, essentially. But this is true as of Tuesday. So therefore, Barnes has more FPL points. So, yeah, they're both on 130 now. <laughs> as of Tuesday. Question, and even then, Matoma still doesn't have more. Question two, you should get this one because it's your man, Jared Bowen, or your other man, Dom Solanke. <laughs> Don't call Dom Solanke my man. <laughs> um, Bowen's had a poor season. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Solanke on this one. I just feel like he's... He scored more goals. Bayern really has had a below-par season, especially in terms of FPL. He's been slightly better in Europe. Bowen with 131 FPL points. And Solanke with 127. Fucking hell. Zero for two, Solanke. How has has Bowen got more than Mitoma? That's actually a little bit sickening. I know Mitoma's well cheaper, but... Well, Mitoma actually only really came to the fore in the build-up to the World Cup. He was on the bench for most of the time with Potter at the beginning of the season. Um, likewise, Bowen has had big returns and big reads that have been few and far between, but they do add up. But he also just plays every minute of every game, pretty much. Exactly. He's been on penalties for points as well. Solanke, at the moment, he's had a recent surge in form, but it's still very, very recent. Well, we're yeah. up to a flyer, not for two. Not for two. We're going well so far. <laughs> Question three. Gabriel or Hyungmin Son? Ooh. Defender versus midfielder here. It's not yeah, that's a tricky one. I mean, Son scored like five goals this season. Um, it's, it's not many more than that. He got a hat-trick and then not much else. I don't know what he's done in the way of assists. Gabriel, he's been much more consistent. Arsenal, especially first half of the season, were fairly good defensively. But obviously attackers get more points, but I'm going to go for Gabriel. So Gabriel with 139 FPL points. Good call for defender. Kim Min Son with 141. Oh, so once again, Matthew Higgins, you are wrong. You've made this so close as well, like two point differences. (laughs) This this has been this has been very very close. Um, and sticking with that theme, question four: Trent Alexander Arnold or KDB? KDB has had. He's on like. He's not on it, but he's closing in on 200 because he could get there for the end of the season. Um, so I think he's probably on about 180, 185, somewhere around there. So I've read something about this the other, I've seen something about this the other day. Trent surely hasn't got that many. I'll go KDB. So you are bang on with KDB having 181, and Trent has 145. So you have got. I'm on the board. Right. You're on the board. Let's see if you get the next one right, because it's Martinelli or Martin Odegaard. Oh. Uh, Martinelli or Odegaard. If you'd have asked me this like four weeks ago, I'd have said Martinelli all day long, but Odegaard's recent form has just been incredible. 100%. 
And he started the season better as well, I think. So Odegaard started and has been better recently. And Martinelli has probably been more consistent throughout. I'm going to go purely based on recent form, Odegaard. I feel like he might be even... No, Salah's the top scoring midfielder, but he's up there. So Martinelli on 198 and Odegaard on 207. So you're on a roll, two in a row. This Come one on. really surprised me because Martinelli's been the Arsenal attackers who have all season, essentially. But Odegaard really, really put in such a strong performance. And it seems to be he has purple patches. So four or five yeah. games where he'll be awesome. Next one is two of your favourite players of all time. Oh, God. Is it? Is one of them Zaha? Gabriel Jesus or Dwight McNeil? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> If, if Brian McNeil scored more points than Gabriel Jesus, I'm just going to give up. Gabriel Jesus has been injured for a lot of this I know, season. he had a long injury. But he also but... had a trick in the second game week. Oh, I, I, surely not, though. Surely not. I feel like I'm going to say it because I feel like you've put it in there because of this, so I'm going to go for Dwight McNeil. So, Dwight McNeil is on 121 points. Gabriel Jesus is on 112. So, oh, yes. You're three for three. You're, you've made a comeback. You're on a roll. Dwight McNeil <laughs> has more points That's than impressive. Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> um, this one I thought to put in because I think it's a nice battle of the uh, Arsenal goalkeepers. And that's Aaron Ramsdale versus Bernd Leno. Ooh, that's a cheeky one. Um, Leno has actually had a pretty good season to be fair. Um, a lot, obviously, a lot more save points, uh, in general, but also they, they haven't been terrible defensively, so he would have picked up a fair few clean sheets. Ramsdale, oh, again, like we said about Gabriel, like the second half of the season, they haven't been as good defensively. So, I am gonna go for Burnt Leno. I can tell you there is only two points difference in it. Of so course. It's a very, very, very close one. Uh, I was really surprised when I saw this. So, Bernd Leno on 137 FPL points and Ramsdale with 135. So, you've got that right. Come I was on. shocked when I saw that Leno had got more than Ramsdale. Um, keeping on the theme of goalkeepers, Alisson, the best goalkeeper in the league, or David De Gea, the the winner of the Golden Glove this season. Oh, I instinctively I jumped to De Gea because, as we have discussed on this podcast many times, especially in recent weeks, Liverpool just seem to be unable to keep a clean sheet. That being said, De Gea is obviously subject to a shocker, like we saw against West Ham a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm gonna go with De Gea, but I think I'm gonna regret it. So, Allison has been the main reason that Liverpool have kept winning. Um, he's been our player of the season by a mile. No, that's Curtis Jones. Allison <laughs> by a mile. Um, so, Allison is on 160 points. Tahir is on 144. Nah, uh, all of those same streak points. is over. Some bonus as well. So, yeah. the streak is over. It was fun while it lasted. Um, this next one I thought you would enjoy. 
West Ham forwards. So Danny Ings or Antonio? Oh, that's tricky because obviously Ings had a fairly decent start to the season at Villa. But since he's joined West Ham, he's been spent a lot more time on the bench and Antonio has been our main man. So, how many goals has Antonio got? Not that many. He scored about seven in Europe, but not that many in the league. But he has played a lot more minutes. Oh, I'm going to just lean to Antonio based on the amount of minutes he's played in the second half of the season. So Danny Ings on 89 points and Antonio on 82. Ah, now the streak is over. Now, question 10. This is where you can make it all back because we've got a bit of a bonus question for you here. Ooh. So Cheeky. We're going to go treble points on this. So giving you the opportunity to go up to six out of 10. <laughs> but the catch is that there's going to be three options. Okay. Number one, Harry Kane. Yeah. Number two, Mo Salah. Yeah. Number three, Erling Haaland, minus 25 points. <laughs> We're so rogue. Um, That's why Salah, I have the bonus rounds. Salah's like well past 200 at this point. Uh, he's like, because that was a few weeks ago he went past 200 because it was like however many seasons in a row he's breaking the 200 point barrier. Then Kane, I feel like Kane's probably third out of the lot. But then again, I saw this week Kane scored in like, is it something like 25 separate Premier League games, which is yeah, like yeah. tied the record? Um, or maybe it's 24 to tie, and then 25 will break it if he gets another one. Um, and Haaland's just been a fucking machine. But has he got more than 25 points over the other two? He's, he's got to have been, surely. He's got a shit ton of goals. And he just hoovers up bonus points. But I feel like you've gone for 25 specifically to bring him below Salah, <laughs> just so you can make it about Salah. But now I'm going to go for Haaland. So in third place, you've got Mo Salah with 221 FPL points. Interesting. Haaland has 266 minus 25. So he's on 241. And Harry Kane... For the season, it's on 240. Oh! <laughs> You're correct. Haaland still... Win. I should have just done Kane versus Salah for you. Um, yeah, you yeah. should have done to Haaland me. does win. We're giving you three points for that. So that gives you a very respectable... All seven out of ten. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. correct beforehand. I forgot about the Berlin one. Seven out of ten, Matthew. Not rigged at all. Well done. What a great performance. Shall Thank we you. talk about FPL teams now and what your what your weeks looks like? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we've both had pretty good weeks, to be fair. Yours slightly better than mine, I believe. Um, I just fell short with a hundred point mark with ninety seven. Um, so all of my defenders getting some sort of return. Um, defensive players still picked up seven, uh, in obviously in that clean sheet win over Arsenal which was a bit of a surprise. And obviously that is the title race fully over. Dunk six, Akanji six and Trippier 11. Thank God Kieran Trippier has finally done something. Uh, it's been a long time coming. My midfield was slightly disappointing. Martinelli with one, McAllister with three. 
I'll talk about that last spot in my midfield in a minute. Salah captain, so he got me up to 24 points, um, doubled up from 12. My initial start in midfielder was Marcus Rashford, who obviously didn't play. Then Pep Guardiola bringing on Jack Grealish when they're 3-0 up against Everton. You bald prick. So Grealish comes in for one point, which blocked Ben Mee coming off my bench, which would have been 11 points. Serves me right for not playing a Brentford defender against West Ham, I guess. Um, all three strikers return in Haaland 7, Isaac 7 and Wilson 24. So it would have been lovely if I'd have captained Wilson, but I can't complain too much. But yeah, if I'd have had me in, that would have taken me up to 107 points. Awesome. Very good week and a really good week to bring Wilson in. It's a shame we didn't captain him, but Salah was still a great pick. Um, so I ended on 102 points. I actually brought in Pope, who delivered 10. I thought going for Newcastle defensively might be a bit more different than going for them uh, going forward. Uh, at the back, I had Trippier, Estupignon and Trent, all in double digits, so 11, 17 and 13. Uh, I also had John Stones, but he got subbed off because Pep didn't play him. Then across the middle, I had Mitoma, Salah and McAllister, so 3, 5 and 12. And Marcus Rashford there, again, got subbed off. And the captain, armband, I know I said it was going to go to Trippier, but I bottled it and actually went to Isak. I don't regret doing it. Seven points is fine. It's not great, but it's fine. I'll take it. And Haaland, obviously, getting seven as well. Now, the two subs, one of them was Jack Grealish coming on for one point. The other was the person that we talked about last week. So I actually took the plunge and brought him in. Brian and Bamo coming in with nine points off the bench. Now he's going to be third sub on my for the next two weeks. But as a one-week punt, I thought it, I think that's gone really well. And I think that's been really, really good for my overall rank. And actually, it's nice having a different player that does well. You're welcome. And he'll be playing a lot more now because Ivan Tony is banned for eight months. So, mm. yeah, that's um, – it feels a bit cheeky that he gets the summer off still. Like, kick the ban in from September. <laughs> I mean, he would have the summer off regardless, but – Yeah, but, like, ban him for, like, eight months' worth of football, not have two months off in the summer. I, for one, cannot believe – cannot believe that Ivan Tony is going to miss Brentford's 1-1 draw with Spurs at 3-1. to one. That is going to be awful. He'll <laughs> definitely have a bet on it. Uh, <laughs> I'd definitely score against Spurs if he played as well. Yeah. Or oh, maybe I should start with Bremo just, just for fun against Tottenham. Why not, eh? Why um, not? I'll consider it. I am pushing, though, for the top 100k now because I am moved up another 5%. So I was at 180. I was. Um, no, I was on 190k-ish. I'm now on 164k in the world. So moving up quite nicely. Two weeks to go, though, to make 64k places. It's going to be a big ask. Uh, it's not impossible. It's definitely doable, but it will be difficult. Yeah, and most teams are all looking the same as well. So I think Brian and Ramo could really be the one to break the template for me. But the problem is, next week, my team is just full of doublers and Liverpool players. So he's almost certainly not coming in. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's the thing with that other, another double game week being in there. Um, my rank's gone up from just inside 1.4 million to like 1.275. So made up at just over 100, 120,000 places this week. So I'll take that. Annoyingly, 
gone down two places in my curry league. Like after almost breaking a hundred points, how can you go down two places? It's worth noting that you have also come last in our FPL draft league. So in my defence, I paid no attention to that for like eighty-five percent of the season. Overall, it's not been a good FPL year for you. But I think this week could be quite fun, but all teams are probably looking very, very similar. So I've got Pope and goal still. Uh, may swap him out for David De Gea on a minus four, but I'm not really sure that's worth it. Um, but then yeah. I've got Estupignon, Stones. Uh, I've transferred in Shaw for Dallow. Then I've got Matoma, Rashford, McAllister, Grealish, Haaland. So it's only Salah and Trent in my starting eleven that actually play a single game. So it could be a high-scoring week, but I don't think ranks are going to move all that much. It's worth pointing out that in my, in my Curry League this week, one of the people that went above me captained Wilson, but also four of the top five people in the league captained Wilson this week. Um, and a couple of them had a Stupignon as well. So like pricks, aren't they? My favourite one was actually seeing someone having Rashford uh Kepper and KDB all playing. Then on the bench it was like coming in for Kepper was David Raya with nine points. Coming in for Rashford was Estupignon with 17 points. And I think there was one other as well that came off the bench. Um yeah. loads and loads of points. And it's like, wow, that's probably yeah, that that's very impressive. Hello, Mr. Dude. So looking towards the next week, what's your lineup looking like? How how are you positioning yourself? So my current 11 without any transfers is still in goal. Obviously, he's got the double, which includes Southampton. So, I mean, it already relegated Southampton. Hopefully, they just don't give a fuck anymore. Although they've played like they haven't for most of the season. <laughs> Back three of Trippier, Akanji and Dunk. Uh, so two doublers there. Um, I'm hoping City, because obviously now they're through... The Champions League final isn't until the 10th of June, so they've got that time after the end of the season. Um, and if they, basically, if they beat Chelsea, the league is over and done with. So I'm hoping they go out full strength. Uh, a midfield four of Salah, McAllister, Grealish and Rashford. And then a front three of Isaac, Haaland and Wilson. Um, so my... That leaves on the bench Zinchenko, Martinelli and me. I think Zinchenko is going to be coming out. It looks like he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah. So um, that would be an easy way to get like Shaw in potentially um, or someone that's going to be doubling. So probably a Man United defender, Shaw or Dallow. Yeah, I think Shaw is just a really good move in this week. On that, we've actually had a question from someone in the YouTube comments. So should I transfer out Dallow for Shaw or Isak for Alvarez? Both could be good, and from minus four, I don't hate it. Isak is playing against Leicester, though, and Leicester are terrible defensively, whereas Dallow is almost certainly not going to play or not going to be first choice in a back four where Wambasaka seems to be the preferred pick. God knows why. Dallow is better. But at the moment, Dallow is not getting minutes, so Dallow to sure seems like the obvious move. Um, whether you also go Isak to Alvarez depends on whether you think you can predict Pep Guardiola. Um, Matt, what's your thoughts on it? It's a risky one, isn't it? You'd think if uh, you think Alvarez would get some game time over a double game week, so will he make up four points over Isaac? I would, I would say may, maybe not. I would probably stick with Isaac. Uh, Leicester, 
look abject at the moment. So that being said, I know nothing. So as we can see from my rank so far this year, so but if it was down to me, I would just go Dallow to Shaw. Yeah, I think Dallow to Shaw is an easy yes because if Shaw starts both games, Dallow doesn't, you're making the four points straight away. Um, Alvarez, I'm just thinking Chelsea, Chelsea at home, City are going to win the league against Chelsea at home. So KDB is definitely going to start in that match, which means Alvarez probably isn't. If by some freak of nature Chelsea get a result, then City will have to go and win the league away to Brighton, which means when Alvarez has been playing, he's typically been playing in that KDB role to give KDB a rest. But now KDB is back. I think his minutes are going to be very, very limited. He'll get some, but I'd probably stick with Isaac. Is there a scenario that we agree on something? Yeah. Is there a scenario, Matt, that you think KZB could be an option for this double? Or would you be thinking about moving Salah over to KDB? There's definitely an argument to be had for it. The only question is, I'm assuming most people at this point already have Triple City. So you'd have to be moving, you'd, you'd have to be taking a minus four to make that happen. Um, I can't see. I mean, I, are you tripled up on City at the moment? You've got Stones, Haaland and Grealish, haven't you? That's right, yes. Yeah, So, and I'm a Kanji, Haaland and Grealish. So I think a lot of people are already tripled up. If you haven't, I think it's a good move worth making. But it's obviously a very specific scenario. I'm getting flashbacks of double game week 37 last year when I didn't have KDB and he got 30 points in this game week. That was fantastic because I captained him. Yeah, loads of people apparently still had a triple captainship left in game week 37. God knows why. Psychopaths, um, that's who. My rank took an absolute battering that <laughs> that week last year. Um, so I think I would do it if I didn't have free city or if I could do it for free. I would be moving Grealish and Salah to a Gakpo and KDB. I don't hate it. Like It's just... Again, like Salah's in form at the moment, so there's always the risk that he does go off. Mm. If I didn't have to take a hit for it, I'd be thinking about doing it. But I just I don't know if it's worth the minus four. Famous last words, I know, because KDB on a double when the league is on the line, he could easily go off as well. But I just feel like other than his Champions League exploits, um, his goal scoring hasn't been as it has been in the last the last couple of years. Obviously, he's still a fantastic passer of the ball and he's, he's got an ability to get assists and his set-piece deliveries are fantastic. So there's always the risk he does go off. Yeah, and I guess he and Haaland are starting to look really, really strong now. In terms of captaincy, we're, we're both going Haaland, right? It's not really up for discussion. Are you telling me you're not going for Kieran Trippier? I'm thinking about going really rogue. How would, Brian and feel, <laughs> how would you feel about going for a Luke Shaw captaincy? Uh, I'm chasing in my mini league. I'd hate it. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather go Rashford. It looks like he's back in training. So Yeah, no, I, I, I'm worried that Rashford won't play both the matches. So, yeah, I'm probably not. I'm thinking I've got 60k to make up to get into the back into the top 100k after my tumble. So 
I could go something really rogue and really wild. What are our ranks? Is a question from the chat. Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those years. So yeah, my rank this season has really nosedived. So I'm on about 160 at the moment. Matt, why don't we tell everyone what your rank is over and over again? Why don't we just say what my rank was at the end of last season? Yeah, top 30k doesn't count anymore. No one cares about last season. You're only as good as your most recent season. Yeah, so I'm currently uh, 1,275,281, to be precise. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to get that specific. Uh, yeah, I am I finished about 80-ish K last year, so I wanted to beat that, but even that's looking pretty unachievable now, unless I do something really ridiculous. So what are your what are you thinking transfer wise for yourself this week then? Dallas are sure. That's it, yeah. I'm I was thinking about moving Pope to David De Gea, just having Pope as a one week pump for the double and then having De Gea. Man, you have got three easy games left. They're probably going to keep three clean sheets. <laughs> that is such a big shout. <laughs> They're probably gonna keep three three clean sheets. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know who have man you got left. So the next games: Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home, Fulham at home. Bournemouth are the most on the beach team I've ever seen at the moment. Though they literally, yeah, literally, they just I've I i would not even say they played badly. It was just very clear at the weekend that they just couldn't be bothered. They all the strengths have been sacked out of them. Now they're safe. So I think Bournemouth are done. They're done for the season. Chelsea. We know what Frank Lampard's Chelsea is like. And who have man you got as their last game? Fulham at home. Fulham at home. Who are playing Mitrovic. Mitrovic. <laughs> what a punt that would be. Uh, maybe I'll move Isak to Mitrovic last game. You won't. You won't. There's no chance of that happening. No. <laughs> you haven't got the minerals. No, I certainly do not. I agree with you. Um, so, are we also... Missing a trick. Arsenal have Nottingham Forest away and Wolves at home. I've got zero Arsenal players right now. Well, I currently have two. Uh, Zinchenko, though, as I say, looks like he's out for the season. So he's coming out this week. I've still got Martinelli. So he's staying and hanging around. The question is, do I start him? Because obviously he picked up a knock at the weekend as well. So there's the risk he gets rotated out. Maybe Trossard comes in just to give him a little bit of a rest. So... It's hard to say, really. I, I mean, I could start him over one of... I'm not going to start him over any of my doublers, obviously. And then my other three options to start him over are Salah, Isaac, and Wilson. So I don't feel like I can get him into that starting eleven, but it it's, it's a risk. I'd be playing him over Isaac, I think. I don't know. It's Leicester. <laughs> It is. But then Leicester, again, I know Leicester are fighting for their lives. But... Leicester are fighting for their lives, but they are terrible. So maybe not. Mr. Dude has asked, is Trippier injured? He's got a yellow flag on at the moment. Um, I didn't see anything last night. It says that he's got a knock, 75% chance. I, think I can't see any way that he doesn't play. Like they, They're fighting for that top four. Uh, two games left, just give him an injection if he's got a knock, get him through it and then worry about it at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm thinking the same as well. It's only a knock, so he's their captain as well. He's the guy that they turn to when things get tough. Yeah, I don't think... They don't play until Monday night as well, so they've got that extra day to recover. 
yeah, Trippier's going to be fine. So I wouldn't worry too much about that unless we hear that he breaks his leg midweek. But even then, let's assume he's playing. I just realised how many games of football are on TV in the next week. It's fantastic. It's fantastic, but then we're going to be completely done after after the next week. It's going to be done until like end of August. What are we going to talk about? We're going to have we're going to be done because West Ham are in a European Cup final. Makes me sick. Uh, who are you playing? Fiorentina, isn't it? Yes. Out. It'd be a tough game, Matt. Be, be a good one, though. Declan Rice's last game for West Ham. What do you think? Potentially. It's um, my hope. So he is like, so we've got two Premier League games left. He needs to play three more Premier League games to break into our top five all-time Premier League um, appearances. Um, so I'm hoping we like just hold him on to him so he plays like one or two games at the start of next season before we sell him. No chance. But so, it would be nice if his swan song is lifting a European trophy. I don't think... Uh, I think it would be a very fitting way for him to end his West Ham career. Yeah. And then he'll go to Chelsea and never play because it's Chelsea. No, I don't think he'll go to Chelsea now. I don't know where he will end up, but we'll see. I Hopefully mean, we just get a lot of money for him. The only clubs that could realistically get him are Chelsea and Man United. Um, Man City probably don't want him. Um, maybe as a Rodri replacement? Um, yeah, maybe not. The uh, other so- options are, obviously, Arsenal's the big rumour at the moment, whether they'll play, pay enough for him um, is a, like a big ask because, obviously, it's Arsenal. The other option is abroad somewhere. You never know. Abroad doesn't have the same kind of pull and money as the Premier League, so I don't think he'll be going anywhere. I think he's more likely to stay at West Ham, actually, than go abroad, because Real Madrid are probably the only ones that can afford him and they're getting Bellingham. So, Mr. Dude has asked, so between Shaw, Trippier, Isaac and McAllister, who do you bench this week? I've got that conundrum and I'm benching Isaac. However, I don't like it. And that may change. I am playing the double game weeks. Just play play the odds. You're more likely to get points from players with two games than you are with one game. So I think I don't like it, but I think it's the best course of action realistically. Yeah, I think probably it's too rogue to bench a doubler, but I honestly think that McAllister has the potential to get the lowest score out of those four. Um, but he could also get a penalty. Two games... McAllister. Yeah, and he was he was rested um, in last night against Newcastle. So and shots, and the first game is what Southampton at home, I think it is. Like, if you could pick a perfect fixture to play, um, McAllister and Makatoma could do really well in that game. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to be in the same boat. Well, not the, exactly the same boat, but when I bring in uh, Shaw for Zinchenko. Uh, I'm going to have to bench someone um, between Trippier, McAllister, um, Shaw, Isaac and Wilson. And that's a tough one. Yeah, that is very tough. It's going to be an interesting setup, isn't it? Um, yeah. I had a question for you. Go. And again, it comes back to the City debate. Is everyone sleeping on Ilkay Gundogan? Because he just seems to be constantly racking up points at the moment. It's probably unsustainable, but... but... As soon as you get him in, he's going to be benched or he's going to be getting twos. Also... He won't be benched, but... 
City are about to win the league against Chelsea, and then Pep is just going to go rest. I, he'll want his players to rest. They've got the Champions League final. They've got the FA Cup final. Once the league is secure and in the bag, why would, there's going to be so much City rotation. So I'm starting one of my City players for this week, but uh, that's only for the Chelsea game, realistically, because after that, I think it's going to be just complete rest and rotation. Oh, I don't know. There's a big gap after the league. I mean, they've got the week before the FA Cup final and then an extra week to the FA uh, to the Champions League final. So... At the same time, you want you want your players playing minutes. You don't want them to because game time is key. So I don't think they'll go too ridiculous. Agreed. Um, we've been asked as well. What about Isak versus Trippier? Um, so the smart answer uh, is to go Trippier. The fun answer is to go Isak. Fantasy yeah, football is fun. Is it? When did that happen? <laughs> Fantasy football is meant to be fun. Let's, That's uh, more like it. Let's try and have fun with it. So I think you play Isak if you've got the two. Awesome. Well, that's this week. Shorter podcast this week, just because we're so late in doing it. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Big at the Back, and we're constantly posting rubbish. What, well, Matt is constantly posting rubbish? No, 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 no. You are constantly posting rubbish. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, we've not got when it comes question. to fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, really? Uh, we've got a great question, though. And I'm going to let you take this one. Is Bruno Fernandes captain viable? Oh. I mean, in theory, yes. But it doesn't excite me at all. I just... I cannot get excited for that at all. Um, and I don't think Haaland will be benched. I think they're going to... Give him as many minutes as possible to score as many goals as possible and set like an almost unbreakable record for goals in a Premier League season. Yeah, I if I'm going to move away from Haaland with the captaincy, I want it to be fun. Bruno Fernandes is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about Rashford? If he was fit, then yeah. That's why I was thinking Luke Shaw as well, because it, it could be quite fun and he's getting points. Um, but yeah, no. No, not Bruno Fernandes isn't on the table for me. It could work out, and Bruno Fernandes could get 20 points. But that 20 points won't make you feel good because it's Bruno Fernandes getting them. <laughs> I mean, I'd never not feel good about getting 20 points, Tom. <laughs> I mean, it's just Bruno, man. Like, is, there a, is there a more unlikable player? Just whines and throws his hands up and, oh, yeah, no. Really, just... Not not a fun player in fantasy, as far as I'm concerned, especially not this year. Yeah, it was. It used to be. So, as I was saying, all of the bad stuff posted on Twitter is Matt's. So, you can find us on Twitter at Big at the Back. Yeah, I'm at Higgins92. Tom is at Tom Madden 92 So, come give us a follow as well. Um, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you have a good weekend. Like I say, another double game week. So, it goes right through to Thursday next week. Uh, so you've got plenty of football between now and then uh, thanks mr dude for your questions really appreciate that um thanks for getting involved so yeah over to you tom send us home awesome well look loads and loads of football to play um go and have fun we're at the tail end of the season whatever your rank is just at this point we've given up so you can as well um, <laughs> go and have fun with it and we will speak to you earlier next week have a good game week guys